catching flies in his mouth, bailing freely while he dances. Honestly, I don't know the lyrics of the song. I'm just kind of freestyling. <laughs> but what is up, everybody? And welcome back to another wild edition of Before the Three Count. I just lost my shoe on that one. And uh, I am the man with the plan, the one, the only, G.A. West. Coming at you with the host with the most, the one, the only. A.K.A. unnamed host, Pinhead, because I just watched the new Hellraiser on uh, Hulu. So I'm rocking with that today. Nice, nice. Isn't the new Pinhead a lady? You can say that. Um, I would almost say... Um, non-binary because you don't really know just based off of the voice um you can say it's, pinhead's almost like it's a new androgynous version of pinhead okay okay i can get behind that yep yep Good so right. so I, I was like i forgot this in october already so i, like, I gotta get on my like our movie tip <clears throat> i feel you i feel oh, you man. you and me both all right all right so Yes, indeed. It's especially too, uh, where we just had extreme rules and Halloween havocs right around the corner. So might as well yes, get, some, sir. get things are cracking. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So you obviously sing uh, a song that's attached with one wrestler in the federation, or, for, or former wrestler, maybe re- return wrestler. Is that it? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, big, big things. Let's break right into it. Yes, indeed. Last night was Extreme Rules WWE's premium live event. Uh, still, it'll be considered in in your house, though, right? Yeah. Yep. I would yep. still consider that in your house. Yep. But um, but yeah, last night and Roman Reigns would consider it in your house because he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> So it was a Monday night. Exactly. And although they did announce Roman Reigns will be on Raw this coming Monday night for the uh, big season debut. Oh, okay. So they're making oh. him work on a holiday? <laughs> yeah, they're making him work on a holiday. Yeah. I guess his kids don't have school off that day then. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But, um, but, but yeah, no. So uh, Extreme Rules in Philadelphia, PA. Ah, ECW arena. Yes. They uh, they paid nice homage, actually, uh, opening up the show with a uh, package voiced over by the one and only, uh, I guess I would, would I call him the king of extreme, the grandfather of extreme, Uh, but but Paul Heyman. Ah. I thought you were about to say, like, Sabu or Rob Van Dam, somebody like that. <laughs> right? Well, that's, that's why I started, when I said King of Extreme, I was like, oh, no, that doesn't seem right. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, they had uh, Paul Haven do a, a little voiceover with, uh, it was actually, I personally really enjoyed it. Um, okay. Because it was a little kid at okay. a uh, spelling bee. Yep. And you hear Paul Haven's voice, and it's like, your word is extreme. And the kid is like, can I get the definition, please? And, like, Haven gives the definition. Kid's like, can I hear it in a sentence? And Haven's like, something's like extreme and blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> to the match. Like, I, I don't know what he said, but I, I personally enjoyed all of it. Uh, I, I thought it was really well done. Uh, and, a, and a nice touch because you're in Philly. So, of course, yep. you should open up with Paul Haven's voice. Yep. 
oh, and that that's actually how it uh, the, these the, ended. The the kid he, the kid was still asking questions on how to spell the word. Then he was like, "Can I get the origin?" Ah. There's, there's a pause, and then you just hear Paul Haven's voice, "Philadelphia." It'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, been hilarious if they played that uh, Pulp Fiction music that they always played during the. Uh, oh yeah, they always cut their backstage, yeah, promo. Yes. <laughs> Quick question. ECW used to do. Quick question. ECW on uh, on Peacock. Do they allow the unedited uh, episodes, or do they edit all like the f bombs and stuff like that? That's a very attractive question. Um, I'm going to guess that it's edited. Okay, because on the original what? network, it was all unedited. You know, you can hear the, the whole shebang, but I, wasn't, I haven't seen the, I haven't watched the episode on the Peacock version yet, so I wasn't sure. I haven't either. Okay. Um, although, I'm th- it's funny, last night, after Extreme Rules, yep. <laughs> for some reason, the next thing that came on Peacock was um, WWE's, was it Most Awesome Weddings? Okay. <laughs> and uh, it had like a uh, parental advisory for strong sexual situation. Okay. <laughs> For the weddings? All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess uh, after this episode, I'll uh, hop on uh, the network, uh, channel and see if they're doing that. Because curious since you know, NBC being so family-friendly, then, you know, you got, like, New Jack cutting, you know, all sorts of type of promos and stuff like that. So, Although I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, well, Peacock plays rated R movies and things. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Good, good point. So, so yeah, maybe it is uh, uncensored. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I definitely gotta get into that. But back to extreme rules. Um, you will have to, obviously don't have to go through every match that was a pay per view. So there's probably quite a few. But what was that your... many? Believe it or not. Really? Because, uh, less cause, less yeah, than well, uh, less than ten. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it was definitely a in your house level pay per view, so okay. to speak. Okay. And. Uh, I mean, really, it was all about just kind of pushing the, the stories that they were pushing and getting some violence in there. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I um, know, uh, obviously, they had, like, big matches with um, uh, uh, the the, well, the Brutes. What the, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, the Brutes against the Brutes. Imperium. Yep, against Imperium. That Which actually is- opened the show. So... Uh, Seamus and them are faces now? Is that the thing? Yes. Okay. Alright. It's so yeah, weird to me that, like, Rich Holland, like, <laughs> like, after the whole, you know, Big E situation, like, you know, Utah fans were like, boo, you know, he'd be a natural heel off of that, but, like, I guess they take it, they've forgiven him. The WWE um, Universe has forgiven him. Yeah, I, um, and, and I would say, as they should, because it, it, ultimately, with that situation, like, it, it was an accident that Rich Holland, he's he's used to bodying guys, like, right. and, you know, he's been working with smaller, like, NXT guys and stuff right. like that, Right. and so when you're working with smaller guys and you're that kind of strong, yep. it, it's easy to just throw them over your head. Yep, yep, with but, momentum and everything. Right. But when you're working for someone bigger like a Big E, who's also probably not used to being thrown around. Yeah. Like now that's where like technique really comes in. And you gotta know how to drop and pop the hips to get the guy over. Yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, Biggie's what two ninety, maybe maybe low threes. Would you say? I'd I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so trying to flip that over over your head. Uh, that's taking a lot. You, can, you know, I don't think he was a problem, you know, strong man. So I don't think he can, you know, just naturally, you know, strengthen my up there. So yeah, yeah. So yep, and that's where technique comes in, and that's one of those things. Unfortunately, you don't know until you know. <laughs> yeah, limits to your strength. Yeah. Well, I don't know, like, Brock Lesnar. He suplex city. He was doing big guys. Oh yeah, and Rich Holland can suplex big guys. Um, but but oh. Brock Lesnar, uh, uh, he's wrestled his entire life. True. He knows how to drop and pop his hips properly. Brock Lesnar suplexed big guys in the UFC who weren't trying to go with him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was some hesitancy. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's the that's the difference. It's literally technique. Here's what I found. Oh. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, how did the match go? So, um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that match. Um, it's funny. I'm usually not into six-man tags. Yep. Um, and especially this was like a uh, tornado style, like, so there's no tagging. Yep. Um, so you, it's like, oh, that usually gets pretty messy pretty quickly. But this was so good. Such a great opening match. The Philly crowd was so hot, so into it. Okay. Um, and, I mean, the men were just fighting and beating each other it was uh you know to, to quote my main man big e it was big beefy men slapping man me uh-huh. uh, i mean sheamus after the match was like bright red uh, yep. all the stuff and uh and, and uh, throughout the match i, I was I, the whole time i was thinking imperium's gonna win and uh imperium dominated the beginning of the match it was great psychology too okay um, imperium acted like an army Okay. Like you, you've got this brawl match, and it's the brutes start brawling, which is what they do. And, yep. and Imperium, you got Gunther. He he took out Sheamus, and then he started like directing orders to his other two guys, uh, Ludwig and um, the other one there. Um, and just like they started systematically breaking down the brutes like one by one. Ah. Um, and with Gunther just marching out, barking out orders like yeah, whatever you say. Yeah. But, but it was, like, so good. And I was saying to the princess, I was like, wow, I'm like, Imperium might just, like, dominate this match, win it, like, easily. And I yep. was like, I don't I don't mind it because of how well they're doing it. Like, it looks like it makes sense. Yeah. They even, at one point, they had a three-on-one situation. I forget if it was on Rich Holland or on um, Pete Dunne, a.k.a. Butch. Yeah. But um, it was one of them. And usually in that situation, like, each wrestler runs in and feeds. Okay. Like one at a time, and you're always like, "Why are you going in one at a time?" It's like on GI Joe, like one Cobra guy like goes in at a time. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but in this case here, Gunther like was like, "No, like circle," you know, <laughs> and they circled the guy that all swarmed him at once. Okay. And I was like, "That's so good." Like, <laughs> um, but with all that being said, the brawling brutes got the win. Okay. Uh, did they like slowly dominate or was it, like a small package type? No, nah, they they Roll slowly up. came back. Like okay. Sheamus got put through a table and it seemed like all hope was lost. Like yep. Butch was getting beat up, but then all of a sudden like Sheamus came out of nowhere, Rich Holland came back. Okay. And, all uh, right. Yeah, so no, it was good stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. 
So uh, out of five stars, would you get the match? Um, I would give it three and a half. I think not bad. Like you said, yeah. opener. All right, all right. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I'm not giving it higher is because in my head I, I'm I'm going backwards. I'm like, well, a five star match is you know for the for the heavyweight title main event like this and that and that's got to go into it. I'm like, this was an opening match. It was a six man tag. Yeah. Like truth be told, it was probably it, uh, if I wasn't being conservative, I'd probably give it four stars. Okay. It, it was that level of good and entertaining, and the crowd was so into it. And uh, I'm actually um, going. Bleacher Report gave it an A minus, just to, okay. And I would, I would stand with that. I'm like, oh, if you're not going star rating, but instead yep. rating, I'm like, yep. yeah, that would definitely get an A minus. Like, okay, okay. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, other matches that you done? Yeah. Um, and I am actually just gonna go match by match because there were only like five matches on the card. Oh goodness, yeah, you ain't uh, kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, so up next was Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Okay. Honestly, the match bore me. So uh, that's uh, the bathroom match of the uh, of the of the evening. Yeah, yeah, okay. I would say so. Um, it, it just didn't do anything for me. Yep. Uh, Liv Morgan. Um, I here, here actually, I'm gonna the princess. She had a great take on it. She was like, she really enjoyed the journey of Liv Morgan. Okay. But then didn't like hasn't enjoyed the championship run. Right, 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 right. I got. And you. I think it's because during the journey, you saw Liv Morgan getting better. Yep. And it's like, oh, like she's improving. But then once she won the championship, you're like, well, she's not that good yet, though. Okay. Okay. Right. And I think that was a problem, but uh, that's no longer a problem because Ronda Rousey is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Okay. All right. And okay. uh, with a really weird finish. Oh, uh, wasn't her regular that submission move that she does? No, wasn't the um, what is she called the label lock? Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was not that. Um, and instead, it was a um, it was a uh, it wasn't quite a triangle choke because the arm wasn't caught. Okay, but otherwise, it was like a leg leg choke. But uh, Liv Morgan um, smiled throughout the whole thing and then passed out. Okay. Um, and that was really weird. I, I was saying to the princess, because the princess didn't like it. She's like, why would you smile? And I was like, maybe that's what she's into. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what they're trying to sell. Like, she likes getting choked out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was really weird. Um, and she smiled after too, like like once she like you know quote unquote came back, like and they're like she had lost the championship. She was smiling again. Okay, so that was weird. Okay, uh, Bleacher Report gave it a B minus. I personally would give it a C. Okay, okay, all right, all right. And then uh, next up, Drew McIntyre against Karrion Cross in a strap match. Ah, your boy, my boy. Um, I, it's funny, I dug the match, did not dig the finish. Okay. And uh, there was, so Killer Cross, Carrion Cross, he's a guy a lot like me. He's very cerebral. <clears throat> okay. And he puts a lot of thought into his matches. Sometimes that's amazing. Sometimes it's, uh, it's probably not for your audience or it's okay. not for that audience. 
Yep. Um, and I was thinking as I was watching this match, there's so many small things that he does, especially if you're watching at home that you can appreciate. Yeah. But if you're live, you might not realize it. Okay. As an example, in the uh, for the opening of the match, McIntyre puts on the strap on his wrist. Yep. Um, the referee gives the strap to Cross to put it on his wrist. Cross throws the strap down. And he's like, I'm not doing it. The ref picks it up the strap, gives it back to him. Cross throws it down a little bit farther away from him. Okay. He's like, I'm not doing it. And uh, McIntyre's like talking smack to him. The ref picks up the strap again, brings it back to Cross. Like, come on, put it on your wrist. Cross at this point throws it outside the ring. Okay. And he's like, I'm not doing it. And uh, at that point, McIntyre like goes to like do something or say something. Because the strap was thrown outside the ring, Scarlett grabbed it. Yep. And pulled it, pulling McIntyre, allowing Cross to attack him from behind. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's such a nice little touch. Yeah. Of like, you know, each time he was throwing it farther away from him, so that way you didn't realize exactly what he was doing, you know? Okay. Um, so I'm like, oh, that's a nice touch. But I'm like, oh, you can notice that at home, watching it on TV, and, you know, they're, they're playing it out, and you've got right. the... Um, announcers commentators too to help but right. I'm like i feel like if you're there live at the show you're not going to pick up on that right um and there were little things he did throughout the match that were kind of like that but I, I really enjoyed and liked and that's why i liked the match but i do think it was probably above most people's heads okay um bleacher report gave the match a, a c uh c plus okay i would have gone b minus maybe okay um but uh, yeah, the finish, Scarlet. Uh, so so McIntyre is setting up for the uh, Claymore kick. Yep. Scarlet runs in the ring and is like, "Stop! Stop! Don't do it!" McIntyre like basically like sidesteps her. Yep. Um, and, and is ignoring her, and um, she pulls him from the back. He turns around and she sprays him with mace. Okay. And uh, and that allowed Cross to hit his. Um, forearm finish thing that he does yep. he basically because he had the strap still on him so he pulled McIntyre into him and hit him with it okay and um but it fell kind of flat like cause I, and I think it's just one of those things where it's like Mace doesn't get used in wrestling yeah so it's like weird you know <laughs> well I mean they still <clears throat> they've used stuff to blind people like you know Fuji where he was like chalk dust whatever yes you throw, you know, salt. You throw in the face and stuff like that. So, and as funny as it sounds, I almost feel like that would have got over better, just because we—it's something we would understand and be used to in wrestling. True, but I know they tried that whole fireball spot, and it sort of uh, they botched. Yeah, that, yeah, that got botched. Yeah, I don't know why they keep on doing that fireball spot. It's, it really never worked successfully. Uh, yeah. A lot of the times it's used, it's always been you know botched. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... It's it's funny. I, I think people in their minds are like, "Oh man, this got used in the '70s and would get over huge." Yeah, and like our technology is so much better now. But it's like yeah. flash paper is flash paper. Like, right, <laughs> that hasn't changed since the '70s. Nope. Um, and yeah, and it wasn't. It didn't always work well back then either. Just we didn't have as good cameras and like a yeah, lot of stuff wasn't caught. So exactly. like a, a Mandela effect. Like people that were there in the building were like, oh man, like his face got engulfed in flames, his eyebrows came off. Yeah. But like it yeah. didn't really go down like that. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Not at all. I think the best distraction method other than Fuji's uh, salt is probably like Muda's or, uh, you know, mist, mist attack. 
But Which only even guys screw that up a lot. <laughs> really? I never seen yeah. that botch before. Malachi Black has botched that like three or four times at AEW now. Oh, oh so he, oh, he so that's just, like his finisher now. He do, he does that. Yeah. Uh, see, I just botched it bad. Uh, that's unfortunate. It, it is. And I can say from my own experience, um, it's not as easy as people think it is. So how did, when you say it's botched, uh, and since I've never seen a botch before, what does it look botched? Does it just, does this drool off his mouth or something? Like what happens when it's botched? Yeah, like it doesn't go in the face of the person. (laughs) (laughs) So when he spits it out, where's he spitting it at? Either like, yeah, either he doesn't have enough and it just kind of comes out as like a big wet solid like that. Like (laughs) Like throws a loogie or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, But I will say it's hard to do. Um, And it's funny. uh, I don't know if you remember the team Nightbreed on the indies. No. This was back, uh, you know, in the 02, 03 days. Um, There was a team, Nightbreed. They were kind of vampires. Okay. And uh, one of them did the, uh, he would spray the blood, like the the brood. Yep. And uh, the other one, (laughs) and uh, so I trained with both of them at uh, Steve Bradley's. And uh, the one that didn't spray it, he was talking about practicing it in the shower and uh-huh. how hard it was. And, like his wife would like come in and be like, "What are you doing in here?" <laughs> like, and uh, but when I um, so when as I've been working on my Osiris gimmick, I thought having this might be cool too. Yep. And uh, I was practicing it. I'm like, "Oh, it is really hard to do actually." What to get the saliva? because it's not saliva. It's like you you put a liquid in your mouth. Oh, but, okay. like spit it out. Yeah, like and for it to like come out like a big cloud of mist and not just like spit. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's actually pretty hard. Okay, okay, okay. But uh, <laughs> moving through the show quickly. Yep. Up next was uh, Bianca Belair and um, Bailey in a ladder match. Okay. And uh, I feel really bad. I fell asleep. Ah, uh, okay. Because I, I okay. think the match is probably really good. Okay. But uh, I did fall asleep through it. Um, but uh, Bianca Belair, and, and yeah, I'm reading the Bleacher Report, says match got better as it went. So okay. the crowd was on the feet by the finish. And I'm okay. like, ah, I fell asleep too early. That's what happened. <laughs> but uh, Belair did keep her championship title. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to go back and watch the match because uh, Bleacher Report, their notable notes, they say Nikita Lyons was shown sitting in the crowd in quite the interesting outfit. Okay. Um, So I'm curious about that. Okay. And uh, apparently the finish involved um, Bianca hitting a KOD onto Bailey on a ladder. Oof. And uh, apparently Bailey hit her mouth on the ladder. Oof. um, And said she might have a fat lip. Got some... Okay, as they say, uh, got some color. And uh, it doesn't like, sound no. like there was color, okay. but I don't know. All right. Because it's just saying fat lip. Okay. Um, but uh, but then, the, so so yeah, that was that. Next match, uh, which I did wake up for, Finn Balor versus Edge in an I Quit match. Yes. Retribution. Yes. And I was so curious how, how this was going to go. Yep. And uh, it was actually a pretty good match, pretty solid stuff throughout. Okay. Um, and then the I was, I was the, the finish was interesting to me. I, I liked it. Um, 
so what they did was uh, Edge, he's, you know, beating up Balor. Judgment Day comes in to, to help Edge out. Um, Edge is taking them out, but Rhea Ripley comes in and he, she's able to take Edge out. Okay. Beth Phoenix comes in, takes out Rhea Ripley. Uh, but then, and I'll be honest, I think I might have dozed for a second. Yeah. If this would happen, but somehow Beth Phoenix got taken down. Okay. And um, so they've got Edge, and uh, Finn Balor's like, just say I quit. And Edge is like, go to hell. Uh, <laughs> which happens in every I quit match. Right. And <laughs> But but then uh, Rhea Ripley's like, okay. She goes outside the ring, grabs two chairs, sets them up on Beth Phoenix for the uh, concerto. Yep. And uh, they're like, Edge, you better quit or we're going to do it. So Edge, you know, begrudgingly quits. And then Rhea Ripley does it anyways. <laughs> okay. So I thought that was pretty good. I'm like, oh, that's dastardly. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so and, so a, a decent finish to a slow start of a match, you say? Yeah, yep. Decent okay. finish. And uh, something different, I, I felt like. Cause, uh, so I thought it was good. Because I was like, oh, I, I can picture Balor quitting. I'm like, they're not going to have Edge quit. Yeah. Like, his whole thing is he's got grit. Okay. I'm like, oh, if he's quitting because his wife is in danger, okay. that makes sense. And um, on top of that, they, they went and did the thing anyways. Okay. So uh, so I thought all of that was good. Was good. Um, oh, and I forgot about this. Uh, thank you, Bleach Report, for the notes. Balor... Uh, Bleach Report writes Balor wore a cool spiked mask for his entrance, which he okay. did. Um, fans of Kanye West will recognize that mask from the first Donda tour. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, and, cool. Uh, so, yeah. So, yep, that was good stuff. And then uh, that led right into the main event. And uh, the main event of the show was Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in the Fight Pit match. Okay. With uh, my main man, Uncle DC, Daniel Cormier, as the mm-hmm. official guest referee. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, um, throughout the match, the story was that um, the fighters were like intense. And so anytime DC tried to break them up, like they'd like hit him. <laughs> so, wait, what is the Viper Pitch Pit? Like, is it like any, just a regular ring or like what, what is that all about? What is that? Yeah, it's a um, it's a regular ring. Uh, the the best way I would describe it, actually, they they tried to to turn the wrestling ring into the UFC octagon, but on oh, okay. eight sides. Okay. So, uh, so they take the ropes and the turnbuckle down, okay. and then replace it with four like steel cage sides. So a throwback to um, the Owen Hart and uh, here's what I found. Ken Shamrock. Uh, yes. Uh, Lions Den. Lies then match, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, so yes. who who's bring who's cage look better? <clears throat> I personally like the Lions Den cage better. Okay, um, just because it feels tight and confined. This okay. felt really big. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And I was like, ah, that kind of defeats the purpose. Okay. <clears throat> um, but I get it, like for spectacle purposes, like yeah, that that's why you do it. Um, you know, this is in front of twenty thousand people in Philly, whereas the Lions Den, I feel like, was in like a separate, like, like that was just in like a, I don't know, training place. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, but but yeah, um, the match though was really good. Um, Matt 
Bleach Report gives it an A. I won't disagree with that. Okay. And uh, Riddle won the match with a uh, submission. Mm-hmm. And uh, so definitely good stuff there. Uh, since since yeah. this was in Philly, how was the? Because I know Philly fans like in any uh, you know any form of entertainment, sports, wrestling. They you know they won the harsher crowds. How were they throughout this whole um, pay per view? They were so hyped. <clears throat> okay, everything. Okay, because I always thought they were like the tougher fans, the, more of the they, smart. Uh, they are. Crowd, so. They are, and I think WWE knew that, and I think that's okay. why they went in with only five matches. Oh, yeah, they had to like, wear, them, wear them down too quickly. Right, right. Okay. Five matches. All of them were hard-hitting. Okay. Like, they, they knew who their audience was. I feel like Triple H was like, we're in Philly, it's Extreme Rules, like, let's, let's give them some violence. Yep. Um, to quote my main man, Dusty Rhodes, sometimes, baby, you just need some violence for the sake of violence, you know? There you go. There you go. All right, cool. Cool, cool, so, cool. Yeah, yep. So, so overall, will you give the pay-per-view? Overall, I'd give it probably a B plus. Okay. Not, not bad. But yeah. in your house? Yeah, it's exactly. And uh, and then the big thing, um, you know, so we started off the show, um, the, the big news coming out of the pay-per-view. So the pay-per-view opened up with a little animated white rabbit. Yep. Um, <clears throat> hopping down the lane, and then it stopped on an X and went down a rabbit hole. Yep. Um, that's how the show opened up. Yep. Um, and then, uh, so after the Riddle-Seth Rollins match, yep. match is over, Riddle celebrates, all the lights go out. Okay. And then, uh, and actually, the princess and I were trying to figure out whose voice it was, because it does sound a lot like Triple H's voice. If you haven't heard it, I definitely recommend listening to it. And okay. What you think? Okay. It sounds like Triple H's voice. And they're just going, it's got the whole world in his hands. Okay. Um, and singing that song. And this, it went long. Um, that, that song went long. But okay. all the lights are out and everything. And then all of a sudden, while the song's playing, there's a spotlight in the crowd. And uh, Husky Harris the pig was there. Okay. And, uh, and then that spotlight goes out. It's black. And uh, people got their phones up like lighters, you know. And, uh, yeah. And um, then all of a sudden, another spotlight comes on, and it's uh, the buzzard, you know. And uh, the map cuts out, you know. And then the spotlight goes on in another part of the building, and it's cool because it was like throughout the crowd. Yep. And uh, according to Bleacher Report, these because these these were uh, these were people dressed up as these things. Okay. According to Bleacher Report, they were actually walking throughout the crowd during the show. Oh wow. Um. But but yeah, so now they're just shining the spotlight on wherever they are. Um, okay. And then after they, they got through the buzzard, Sister Abigail, all those people, the rabbit. Um, and then it went to the desk, the announce desk, and the yeah. fiend mask was on the desk. Ah. And it was funny. Michael Cole, he was channeling his uh, inner Tony Schiavone all night, uh-huh. um, being extra excited about everything. Uh-huh. But, uh, so, so they flashed to the desk, and then the fiend mask is there. Michael Cole, like, jumps back. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And uh, then the lights go out again. Um, and then there's like a door like in the uh, entranceway. Okay. And uh, the, the spotlight shines on the door. Door opens and it looks like, like a portal. Like it's like all blue and white light, like, you know. Yep. Um, 
And then uh, all of a sudden stepping through in a really weird mask. Um, it reminded me a little bit of The Purge, but like okay, very different. Still. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, so you got a guy in, the, in this crazy mask and you're like, what? Yeah. He takes off the mask and of course it's Bray Wyatt. Okay. And uh, the people go crazy. He's, he's got the lantern with him and he blows it out, lights out, show's over. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. Now, do you think that was a wasted time to use him? Like, on a, considering in your house type pay-per-view or would you've done it, would that be, was that an appropriate time or would you've done a, like a more bigger pay-per-view to um, have that same effect? I thought it was appropriate only okay. because one, it was Philly. Okay. And the Philly crowd, I'm sure, is Bray Wyatt crowd. Okay. Um, two, was it being such a, with only five matches on the show? Yep. Like, this was probably a good, like, it, it, everything felt like it flowed and, you know, so you weren't too tired. Okay. Bray Wyatt, except for me, because I had a long day. Yeah. But, uh, but when Bray Wyatt makes his debut, you're like, oh, like, you're still hot for it. The crowd was still hot for it. Yeah. And uh, it didn't take away from anything either. Okay. It's like, if, you're, if you've got a big show, I mean, you probably want Roman Reigns to have the headline and all the spotlight. Whereas with this not being a big show, like, it was funny. Even the princess was confused because she was like, wait, Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins was the main event? <laughs> Yeah, cause you, I would have had like Karen Cross and uh, Drew McIntyre closing it yeah. out. I, I probably would have too, but it made sense because they had that fight pit match. Yeah, it was more of that. It was the biggest stipulation, bigger gimmick. Right. And, they and was DC's the involvement in it like worthwhile for him to, that they from him being there, or they could have done without? They, just had they a could have done ref. without him. Okay, they, they right. could have had a regular ref. Okay, okay. Because um, right. really, like the whole thing with. Like, so a few times, like I said, like, you know, that, you know, let's say like Rollins is on top of Riddle giving punches, yep. you know, DC comes to give, you know, the five count or whatever. And yep. Rollins like pushes DC, DC grabs Rollins and he's like, you don't touch me. I'm the ref. Like, blah, blah, yep. blah. Yeah. And he did the same thing with Riddle. Okay. But like, it never actually went anywhere. You just had that, like, it's like, oh, DC might do something, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But nothing really did. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, uh, that was a nice, uh, nice breakdown of extreme rules. Um, going, going back when they first started in your houses. What was your favorite in your house? Ooh, um, the first one where they sold a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I, I don't remember. Um, you ever were fans of the in your houses growing up? Um, as a kid, I was because I liked all wrestling. Yep. But the In Your House was definitely the lesser pay-per-views. Yep. Um, off the top of my head, and this is actually just, uh, I only remember this because I was talking a moment about it the other day. Yep. Uh, he listens to the McFoley podcast. Okay. Which uh, I've never listened to, but probably one of the best podcasts out there that's not ours. Yep. Um, and he was saying Foley calls himself Mr. In Your House. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he said uh, Foley's never had like a big, great WrestleMania moment, but he's had a ton of in-your-house moments, apparently. Okay. And uh, I was like, all right, uh, including his match with Shawn Michaels, um, Mind Games, 
was that was an in your house match, and I'm like, oh, I do remember that match, and I yep. enjoyed that a lot. Yep. So I'm like, I, I might just give that the nod because it's the only one I can think of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. What's crazy <clears throat> is if we were like three years older. Yep. We probably would have been at like all the in your houses. Oh, you think so? Yeah, they were all in like Springfield, Hartford. Really? Uh, yeah. Ah, okay. All right. Well, this past uh, the before the SmackDown lead up to Extreme Rules was in Worcester, the season premiere. Worcester. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and you say Raw uh, when Travel Chief will actually show up to? I wonder what. I wonder that's also going to be in New England or somewhere else. <clears throat> I'm guessing it'll be near Philly somewhere. Okay. I'm guessing, but I have no idea. I'm like, oh, well, I guess it doesn't have to be. If they were in Worcester Friday, Philly yep. last night, they could be anywhere, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Well, they'll be back in New England for, definitely we know, for Survivor Series. That's right. That's right. Uh, Which I, so I just saw Undertaker is going to be doing a one-man show. Comedy? Um, I doubt it. I've got a feeling. It's funny. The princess was asking me about it. She was looking at the tickets. She was like, "Oh, the Undertaker for a one-man show," and uh, the tickets were like hundred something bucks. Okay. And she was like, "Oh, do you think it's worth going?" And I was like, "It's probably just going to be a longer version of his Hall of Fame speech." Yeah, just more, probably a little more road stories. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, "Yeah, not really worth it." I don't think. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I've got it because he's now done a few of them, and I haven't read about it. Okay. But I remember watching his Hall of Fame speech, thinking, "I'm like, wow, he's practicing like for like TED Talks or something." Yeah. Like he had the the one microphone like earpiece thing, which like nobody does for their Hall of Fame speech. Like, <laughs> and he was like walking around like using hand gestures and things like it. As somebody who practices public speaking, yep, I, I saw someone else practicing public speaking. Public speaking, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I'm surprised he. Uh, could you see him down the road opening up a school? No, no way. Nah, not him. Nah. Okay. Right. Um, there'd be number one. There'd be so much expectation that just wouldn't be fair. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> And also, too, I don't know that. Uh... Oh, good. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, number two, I don't know that Taker is like that patient teaching kind of guy. Okay. And um, and then this is just completely nonsense, but I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. I feel like most wrestling school teachers aren't big men. Like big men are kind of specific in their skill set. Right, 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 right. Okay. Like uh, like Kevin Nash, I understand, is like a um, consultant to NXT big men. Yep. Um, but he's not working with small guys, because what's he going to show them? Yep. Yep. And, uh, and I would assume Taker, even though Taker was one of the more athletic big men of his time. Yep. Um, I assume still the same thing. What's he going to, you know, if Johnny Gargano shows up to Undertaker's wrestling school, what's Undertaker going to teach him? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. But uh, yeah, well, I'll be interested to see how he does with these one man shows. Um, I was gonna say uh, with NXT, uh, have you watched 
NEL 2.0 yeah, you still on, uh, haven't had a chance to I haven't had a chance to catch the uh, new product yet no okay. longer 2.0 right now it's just NXT yeah, yeah. Uh, have you watched it oh yeah, yeah I stay on top of it um, what are your thoughts well, I mean, my, I've always been a big uh, fan of the of the of the product. I mean, you know, start from black and gold to two point to now's current uh, incarnation has always been smooth. Like I always had SmackDown and NXT as my one and twos, so I've always uh, dug it. But I was always curious to know since you know if, when you do get a chance to know what your you know uh, review is about it. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna check it out. What do you? How do you feel about the new NXT? Like compared to 2.0? I mean, it's still the same, folks. Okay. They probably don't just still call it 2.0 no more. <laughs> That's the only change. Everything else is still the same. Arenas, okay. you know, uh, production, everything. Wrestlers are still, the, you know. Well, now they're getting more like the. So the last NXT they had. Uh, Pretty deadly going against uh, the Braun Brutes. Uh, with really? Pretty, with Pretty Deadly uh, going over to set the stage because they're, they're the tag champs. So obviously, you can't have Braun Brutes take the NXT championship. That doesn't really make no sense. Uh, but it sets the stage to make them look strong going against because they have other tag teams like Jensen and I forget the other guy's name. You know, to set the stage of other tag teams going, you know, being, uh, going for the belt. So this makes okay. them look strong. But it's not too bad. Obviously, you still got Baby Stein. I'm still waiting for him to turn heel. Uh, did you get a oh, chance to see that? that? Huh? Are they teasing that? No, I'm just still waiting for them him to go okay. heel. <laughs> a, a face Stein it just doesn't seem right to me. But uh, have you seen the that the, the what's that the table talk the the table three for, for dinner three. whatever it is table for three table for three yes with his father and uncle. I haven't seen that episode yet. No. Okay. Yeah, me neither. But I know I saw the, the preview of it. And it was it looked very comical. Yes. Yes. I think you sent that to me, right? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just curious. Steiner when, being like Scott Steiner, I should say. I'm like, yeah. oh, when you got three Steiners, I'm like, oh, Steiner say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, yeah, like I said, NXT still going strong, um, and obviously SmackDown because now it's it's hilarious now how SmackDown's like the the A show, I guess you can say, in people's eyes, right? You know, with, with obviously, yeah, well, it probably helps too. Your heavyweight champ is on <laughs> mostly that one show, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, which to the chagrin of the USA Network uh, executives, exactly. But uh, I'm sure they'll they'll figure something out soon. Yeah, well, like you say, he'll he'll be premiered this Monday, uh, Columbus Day. Uh, so it'll be interesting if it's just be a brief talking uh, uh, show uh, um, uh, appearance, or will he be in action? Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Yep, yep. Uh, you think they'll be returning back to three hours with Triple H, or still sticking at because uh, two, right? Raw. Yeah, Raw's three hours. It is. Yeah, that was two hours. Oh, okay. Oh, Raw's been three hours. Oh, all right. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. Do you think they were extended? But I guess they'll just keep. All right. And they weren't short in Raw neither, right? 
No, even though, um, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, they were talking about that on the uh, Jim Cornette podcast okay. uh, a week or so ago. Okay. Um, one of the other podcasts out there that's best podcast, it's not ours. And um, Triple H was quoted previously as saying he hates that Raw is three hours. Yeah. And uh, Brian Last was asking Cornette, like, well, now that he's in charge, will he cut it down to two? Yeah. And Cornette was like, no, because even though Triple H is in charge, it's still a publicly traded company, which means you have to answer to the investors. Right. And how are you going to say to the investors, like, yeah, like, we're taking away a third of the money that we make just because I don't like it. Okay. Oh, from advertisements? Uh, well, not just advertisements, but they, they get paid, you know, by, by USA Network for three hours of run. Right, right, if they right, would right, only right, do right. two hours of Raw, well, now you've got to restructure that pay. Well, Raw's when they're add to it was it three or two hours? It was two. Okay, so when did they kick it up to three? Um, let's check the Google machine on that because okay. uh, that's a very good question. I feel like it was within the past ten years. Okay. When Are did you a Monday fan of Raw go to three hours? No, go ahead. Are you a fan of two or three hour uh, shows? I would say uh, two hours. Okay. Three is too long. But three, everybody gets their 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 shining light, correct? Um, what do you mean by that? You get more guy, more more guys get screen time. Not necessarily. Okay. I, I feel like during the Attitude Era of Raw, yep. during two hours. Yep. Um, you saw more guys on TV than you do now during three hours. Because I'm just imagining, I'm just remembering when like Nitro was three hours, like the first hours was all luchadors. So you got all the lucha guys got their, uh, on cruiserweights, all got their, you know, shebang bang. The uh, the second hour was like mid cotters and, you know, third hour was always NWO time, you know, uh, main eventers. So I, I thought they that schedule line that they had was pretty decent. Everybody got like. Think- I feel you on that. No, it's a good formula, um, but that's not the WWE formula. Okay. And uh, and they basically just shuffle and cycle the same guys back and forth. Right. And uh, so because of that, I, I say that I'm like, ah, like it dilutes the brand. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, so I'm like, I think two hours would be the way to go, but I, I if, understand why they won't. If they brought back enhancement talent, would Raw benefit? being three hours then um if they did it right okay okay what's tough is you know that as they say it's tough to put the cat back in the bag once you've let it out what do you mean so like we're used to not seeing enhancement talent on tv well are we are you saying like the more the younger crowd well i guess the younger crowd especially right because i mean jobs in wrestling like peanut butter jelly <laughs> they go hand in hand, you know what I'm saying? I got you, I got you. Uh, but that's what we grew up with. Correct. But uh, the today's younger generation, like we have, um, we know names of enhancement talent. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Like that's a, that's that, that'd be like the equivalent of watching NBA games and knowing like who the ball boys are, or like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I, I don't think it's quite the equivalent. <laughs> or. I, I, well, close to that. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But, but yeah, today's younger generation, anybody born after 1995, 
knows nothing about jobbers. Like, I would probably, yeah, I'd probably even say, yeah, like, maybe born in 2000. Yeah, no, even before, I, I would I would say 95, because I'm like, oh, like, if you were born in 90, maybe even 90, I got to think about that. I'm like, no, because if you were born in 90, you were five years old in 95. Yeah. So you, you would have seen some jobbers. But I'm like, yeah. if you were born in 95, yeah, if you were born in That's 95, good. by the time you started watching wrestling, you were yeah. three or four, maybe. Yeah, because they still had the they had the enhancement talent shows like on um, WWF would been like Shotgun Saturday Night or Jacked or like on WCW might have been like Saturday Night, uh, you know, rest, you know, what was it called yeah. Saturday, Saturday um, Night something? Was it just that? I think it was just called Saturday Night. Yeah, Saturday Night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they still had, that was nothing but yeah, that was nothing but enhancement talent shows. You know what I mean, that's true. Okay, so yeah, 2000, I feel like, might be... Yeah. I think you're right, is where that, yeah. like, just... No more Sunday Night Heat, no nope. more... <laughs> well, yeah, because I think Sh- Shotgun... No, not Shotgun. Uh, Jack was, like, probably, like, the last... Well, I guess main event, that's a... Is that a handsome talent show, would you say? Or is that just a replay of matches? That's tough, because I'm like, it's not quite enhancement talent. They're all contracted. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Like, yeah. like, I refuse to call Shelton Benjamin enhancement talent. <laughs> right. But are they, are they like indie guy names on those on main events or is it mostly in house guys? No, it's all in house guys. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, probably, yeah. So, yeah. But it's like all the in house guys that you don't see on Raw or SmackDown. And I was going to say on AEW, um, Dark is that. Yeah, that's all jobbers. All right. So, the, I, so I guess it's still with us. Yeah, yeah. AEW is bringing it back, but the question is, could you do it on a Raw or SmackDown? And that's for like the first hour. I think that's where it gets tough. Okay, you have to you have to introduce it to the crowd slowly. I think. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say you bring like a whole crop of them in, but yeah, like one or two names, one or two guys, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, like, just over the course of time, like, have it become more normal. Yes. And then people expect that, like, oh, you know, so when they'll have to rush coming home or whatever the case may be, like, oh, we'll we'll catch it, you know, at a certain time because, you know, we got hands for guys. Well, you don't want that because the networks don't want that. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but ne- yeah, and that's, that's true. And, that's, and at the end of the day, I think that's really where the difference comes in. Yeah. So when we were watching it as kids, uh, just as an example, WWF Superstars. Yep. Vince McMahon paid to have that on the air. Okay. Like, I found this on the web. <laughs> he wasn't, so he wasn't um, being um, sponsored by anybody at the time? Because I felt like there was a bazillion commercials, like yeah, Slim well, Jim and, oh, okay. But, but Hasbro like, and all that type of stuff. The show itself, yeah, so that's how you get your money back. Yeah. But like the show itself, like he had to pay to, to put that show on the air. I gotcha, I gotcha. And then, yeah, you get your money back in the commercials and things. So it was basically a televised house show? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Actually, not even close. Because uh, I'm like, the house shows back then was all name talent. You didn't have jobbers on house shows. No, but he still paid for it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He paid for it. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, whereas now, the network is paying for the show. Ah, okay. So okay. the network has to say, like, well, we need it done this way. Okay. Okay. All right. But they get... For uh, for Raw, they get two hundred and fifty million dollars a year. Not bad, not bad. Not at all. Not bad. And uh, and for SmackDown, they get two hundred million dollars a year. Okay. So, all right. 
good stuff for both. But those USA execs, again, talking about, uh, you know, people can't be happy. They got to be like, wait, we're paying you more money and we don't get Roman Reigns on our show? Yeah, I know, right? How long, I'm curious, how much longer is their contract with USA? That is a very attractive question. Um, let's, you know. They were they were with uh, TNN for a hot second. Yep. They were with them for a hot second. They so were with them like, for a hot second. Yeah, if the contract ends, but they go to NBC and have them on the, you know, pr- uh, primetime, uh, you know, schedule. Um, the USA is still like a cable network that you have to get in with a package. But if it was like on NBC, like during, you know, primetime week. Yeah. You know, would that be more lucrative for, you know, Nick Khan and company? That's a good question. I guess like, would, at, would at you the rather end st- of the day. Yeah. No, go ahead. Would you rather stay with a TV show, uh, a TV network like uh, USA where maybe you could get more lean on like the, the the TV 14 or would you rather go to like a network like NBC where it has more money and more eyes on them, I guess? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you want uh, as much money and as much eyes as you can get. Right. Um, so I'd have to assume if they had the option, they would rather go to NBC, of course. I mean, okay. you know, pro wrestling on network TV. Yeah, that hasn't happened in, what, a long, long time? Yeah. Since, since like, the 80s, I want to say? Basically. Yeah. And plus, and, they already Peacock already has all their other archive shows. Yeah, yeah. Well, P- well, um, USA is owned by NBC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's just everything be on the one umbrella. Yeah. Yep. And uh, okay, so let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so W. Oh, well, this doesn't answer raw. This just answers with the network. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. Interesting. So the WWE signed a five-year deal with the network in 2021. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're in the middle of it right now? Yeah, yep. We're in the middle of that right now. And I'm trying to remember when they did their Raw deal, because that was also a five-year deal. Okay. Um, I, I vividly remember them doing Raw and SmackDown around the same time. And I feel like it was within the past few years. Okay. Okay. So they should be coming up within a couple of years for each of them. Okay. Because um, I was still living in New York at the time when, when both deals were, were coming through. So let's say it was probably like 2019. Okay. All right, not uh, bad. <clears throat> not, not bad at so, all. So 2024 could be a big year. Yeah. After a free agent? Yep. No, wait, wait, wait. I thought he still has two more years. That's 2024. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking we're all almost like in 2023 at this point. <laughs> yeah, I got right. you. Yep. Okay. Don't, don't, don't fast time more fast than it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just read, yeah, um, in AW News that uh, Moxley just uh, resigned a five year extension. Yes. So he's going to be there for the, the long haul. Yes. And apparently for the past few months, he's been working on a handshake deal. Okay. Okay. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I can see him after he's done working behind the scenes in AEW. Yeah, I could too. <clears throat> I, I definitely could see that. He's been in the game for a minute now. Oh, yeah. Was he like mid-30s? 
at least I feel like Moxley and I aren't too off in age. Okay. okay. Um, let's find out. This is why we got the Google machine right here. John Moxley age. He's 36. Okay, so five years be done in uh, 41, so it's still not too bad. Yeah. No, not bad at all. Nope. Not at all. Um, so that's good for him. So there's some shining light. Um, I uh, haven't seen any crazy stuff uh, in AEW News, which is good. So hopefully Tony got a lid on all the crazy stuff other than um, well, Friday and Sammy. I was just going to say, like, there, 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 there was. Well, no, but before, there would be like three or four things. This is only one. Okay, I got you. I got you. But, uh, yeah, you still think it's a work? I do. Okay. okay. Um, and I'm, I'm going to hold on to it being a work until I'm proven otherwise, just like Cody Rhodes. Okay. Okay. But uh, if it isn't a work, do you think Andrade just wants to get back to Charlotte and them, or he just really doesn't? I could see that. I, I think uh, it, it's kind of interesting because Andrade, Buddy Murphy, and Malachi Black, all three of them were arguably booked better in NXT. <coughs> and all three of them have significant others in WWE. Well, I would say Buddy Matthews wasn't in NXT. He was in Live 205. That's true. He was in, and but, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he was really but that's strong I mean they had that whole gimmick of him cutting weight to be like under 205 because he looked ginormous compared to everybody you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but well, uh, here's, here's my take on it yeah <laughs> when, when I watched Buddy Murphy on 205 Live um, and even some of his matches on the main roster yep I was like why is everybody talking about Kenny Omega when you've got this guy around what do you mean I thought Buddy Murphy was as good as a Kenny Omega. Really? Yes. Huh. Maybe I know. Maybe, like, what match? Because the only match that I was seeing him in other than 205 was when he was with that whole Dominic Mysterio, uh, Rey Mysterio storyline. And that was yeah, mostly and some of that stuff. was really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what match that you saw that, like, you were like, oh, yeah, this is, he's bad. Not, not better, but on par with Kenny. I'd have to find them. <laughs> Um, okay. But okay. he did. He put on some performances. They were probably all 205 Live. Um, okay. But he put on some performances that had me in my mind like, wow, <coughs> like this guy's like right on the level of Kenny Omega. No one's yeah, he was, yeah, he was all like, he was doing that whole Seth Rollins lackey gimmick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I thought he was that kind of good. And uh, so when he went to AEW, I was excited <coughs> to be like, oh, we're going to see what he can do. Right. And we haven't seen anything. Yeah, because he's been in. That trios, that that team House of Black thing. Yes, and he is the uh, lone man on the totem pole in that team for some reason. Yeah, which is great. Is, is uh, Brody King really that good? I'm not that big on him, <coughs> but uh, people seem to like him a lot. Okay, okay. So, uh, so you know, whatever that's worth. Okay, but we've been proven false by uh, Malachi and Buddy saying that that was not true. So, I want. I'm curious to know who those three guys are. I think Andrade definitely is one of them. <clears throat> yep. But I don't know who the other two would be. I think it is Malachi and Buddy, even if they're saying it's not true. But why would they cut promos? Well, definitely Malachi cut a whole video promo and be like, yeah, y'all are so off base with this. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> because legally, yep. like, he's under contract with AEW. 
Right. And if he's putting it out there that he wants to go to WWE or that like, oh uh, yeah, like I just need time off for my mental health. Right. Like, and then like after his thing is up, he goes to WWE. Like that, that could create major legal problems. Well, is in, is in the contract and not non complete non compete clause. <clears throat> there must be. Okay. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> so, uh, so yeah, so I'm like, yeah, it's a. Well, if they fire contract, you, if they fire you, can you still compete or no? There's usually a uh, like with WWE when they fire you, it's a 90 day no compete. <clears throat> all right, so if it's the same thing with AEW. All right, so you sit for three months, or you know, you rest up, uh, get your mind right, then you're back in the game. In theory, yeah. In theory, okay, okay. But I do think it, it probably it, it probably becomes like the Brock Lesnar thing. What do you mean? So when Brock Lesnar first left WWE, yep. Like the deal was, he 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 had a no compete, like as far as like any sort of wrestling or combat sport goes. Right. And uh, he went to Japan and WWE sued him. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and, um, and then he actually had to get permission from WWE even to go to UFC. Okay. Okay. All right. And um, so I wouldn't be surprised if AEW had something like that for, for their talent. If Well, so far, supposedly no talent has been let go from AEW. Uh, only contracts expire. Correct. And that's a very different situation. Because, yeah, if your contract expires, then there's no no-compete. You can go do whatever you want. Correct. Correct. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if an AEW talent actually, you know, gets fired or let go and how that gets handled. And I'm curious to, hunt, how, to know how long the contracts are. Because if you're already upset at this point, in my mind, I'm thinking you have a lengthy contract. Like, if it's a short contract and you're already putting fillers out that you want to leave, that wouldn't really make sense. Say if you had like a two year contract, like would you say, Oh, I wanna leave in like year one, you know what I'm saying? Or just no. like all right, I'm like, You just ride buck- out. Right, buckle down. So I'm curious to know like how long these contracts with these you know, uh, mysterious wrestlers are saying, I wanna bounce out of here. Like are you guys signing these like crazy lengthy four they to five are. year contracts? <clears throat> they probably are. Yeah. But then again, Malachi said that his contract's not that long, so I don't know. And like you said, he could be saving face. Yeah, that's what that's how I look at it. I'm like, yeah, you got to make sure you're saying the right things legally. Yeah. Well, not even legally. Like you can, you. I mean, in your contract, you, it probably does state you can't express yourself. I mean, you can express yourself, but you got to be careful. All right. Well, yeah, because like you said, they can fire you, but it's not like they can like do anything else other than that. Well, no, but what they could do is if you're asking like oh man like I need to go for like my mental health yeah but then you go to WWE <laughs> like or if you even like if you're like oh I need to go for my mental health and then you say like oh as soon as I'm done here I'm going to WWE well, it's like, yeah. well now you, you broke your contract you said you needed mental health not to go wrestle for our competition well no that's not not really like if you say you need uh, time off for mental health you're not saying you know, uh, you're not saying that time off mental health is only because of your, uh, said company that you work for. No, but but if you say I need time off for my mental health, right? Then you go wrestle somewhere else. That that, that well, it depends. Like if you you could be like, all right, my time's done, but then you know, 
I'm good now. But then you wrestle for like any other company, it's not really your fault. <laughs> Only you know when you're when you're back when you're mentally back up, you're you know, and good to go. That is true. <laughs> so But yeah, I think legally it creates some cloudiness. Yeah, possibly. Do you see Tony being the the guy to take guys to court? I don't know. I think that would be a bad look on his part. Yep. So I, I don't see that happening per se. Okay. But uh, but I do... Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how things play out going forward. Okay. So going back to Sammy and uh, 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 Andrade, uh, do you think there was... Uh, uh, a scuffle between the two, or still, like you said, still a work. I mean, for me, I believe it to all be a work. Okay, because um, I was gonna say Sammy did have a scuffle with um old boy um oh Eddie uh, Kingston. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and if say I right, say Andrade and Sammy was a work, I think would you was that? Do you think they gotta have a program next as the end goal? Uh, maybe. So I'm just curious to know, because like, even TMZ picked it up that they had a scuffle. So I'm curious to know, like, are they trying to work a program together? Since they're both two heels. <laughs> well, they were supposed to. Were they supposed to have a match? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really not too sure where it all goes. <laughs> And that's what a lot of the people like Disco Inferno. He's saying it's not a work because there's no, no positive end game. Right. <clears throat> but uh, to me, I have to wonder. I'm like, well, maybe the uh, quote unquote positive end game is just about getting media attention. Even if it's negative like this. Yeah, because you got. It seems talking. like. It, it seems like unfortunately that you get people more in tune on your backstage antics than the actual product that's on screen. Right. I mean, granted, I guess they're doing well in ratings. I think, you know, the last show they said it pretty, did pretty well, which is good for them, but, like, you don't want to be known, like, for that, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's all going backwards. You're going to do that for so long. Remember when uh, WCW, when, before they started, uh, before they got bought out, they, was, they were doing a whole lot of shoot promos, or quasi-shoot yeah. promos? So it's like, I want to say like 2000, 2001. Yes, I do remember that. During the, the Vince Russo reign. That really wasn't, it didn't really make the product look that good. When That's folks true. were cutting these random shoot promos and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an art to it. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't think anyone yet has the grasp on it. Nah, nah, not at all. Because in my head, part of the reason why I wonder that, or I think that it's a work, Yep. Is because I'm like, maybe they're trying to figure out the new work. Okay. Like, you know, because they're like, all right, well, everybody knows what goes on in the ring, like, is a work. So they're like, maybe if we present the stuff that goes on outside of the ring as a shoot, like, that's the new, you know, that's the new work. It just seems like with the whole Young Bucks and uh, CM Punk fight, the Eddie Kingston and the Sammy fight, it's like, it just shows that you have, like, if you're other wrestler, it shows that you have a bad work environment. I know, and, then all, right. and then all of a sudden you want to do, like, a work out of that? Uh, you know, that so, seems a little iffy. I feel you. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. 
But I don't know. Maybe it's just personality clashes. Like, does Andrade and Sammy seem like the type to ruffle some feathers, you know? Yeah, I can see. I mean, Sammy definitely seems like the type to ruffle feathers. Yes. Um, he actually he reminds me a lot of uh, notorious BRG, Brett Ryan Goslin. Okay. Uh, here from the New England scene. Okay. And um, who has ruffled some feathers and gotten in some scuffles himself. Okay. Okay. And uh, and I think that's just one of those things that comes from being young and cocky. Now we can say Sammy's one of the smaller guys. You think it's almost like a small guy complex? Um, I don't know that it's a small guy complex so much okay. as a young cocky guy complex. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's true. But a lot of the roster from AEW is fairly young and you don't see too many, you know, like out here are uh, Ricky Stocks, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Ruffling Feathers or Hobbs or Hook or Private well, Party. I didn't say young. I, I didn't say, I said oh, young cool. and cocky. Oh, okay. Oh, that claim. It's the two, two of them together. True. And, and Sammy seems like that kind of guy to me. Sammy seems like the kind of guy he, uh, you know, I mean, uh, and nobody knows what anybody's personal life is like, and I don't want right. to talk about people's personal lives. Right. But we saw it on TV. <laughs> Sammy brought out and got engaged to his longtime girlfriend. Yep. On TV. Yep. And she was she was a plain looking girl. Okay. Um, you know, nothing against that, nothing bad about it, but she was a plain looking girl. Yep. Sammy became a big star. Yep. He left his girlfriend, and again, we don't know the personal situation, but you just have to look at it on the surface. Yep. And it's like young Sammy Guevara had his plain looking high school girlfriend, he became a big star, and then was like, wait a minute, I could be banging chicks like Ty Conti. Yep. And, yep. and that that completely, you know, and so that now that's what he's doing. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and that, I think, comes from being young and cocky. Okay. How old is he? Like 22, 23? Yeah, I think he's 23 at the most. Okay. Okay. But, uh, and you also, know what? I think, too, the, the, the work environment, like, do you think if you put Sammy in the WWE, he would, uh, you would hear his name in these confrontations a lot? Nah, because that's, oh, wow. Sam Guevara's 29. Oh, wow. Is that okay? Crazy, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I don't think that would happen in WWE because that I mean, more controlled. Yeah, the locker room polices itself, and then yep. like the higher ups police. Like what? Yeah, I was just saying. Speaking of locker room police themselves, what did you ever think of wrestler court? Um, growing up, I yeah. thought it was a really cool concept. Okay. When I first got into wrestling, I thought it was a very cool concept. Yep. At this point, I think, I think it's a great concept. Yep. However, I think it's, uh, number one, it was a concept that was abused. Okay. Um, and number two, there aren't the right type of people around to make it work today. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I know back in the in the day, I always read that was, you know, the big dogs handing out. So, like, when it first started, like, Taker, you know, all of them, and then later Roman. Uh, I think it's the current at one point, but when wrestlers are handing out like, you know, not management, but they're handing out like, you know, uh, not penalties, but they're like, all right, so-and-so, you need to stop acting like such-and-such, you know, and then get your stuff together and then go from there. 
Yeah. Take your punishment, your licking like a man or whatever the case may be. Yep. And and I do think the the idea makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and I think when it's done properly, it, it's done great. Yeah. And, and avoids a lot of problems. But the problem is it started getting abused, from what I understand, like in the early 2000s. Oh, really? And it kind of became a way of hazing like new guys. Oh. Uh, have to like buy beers and like drinks for the old timers and stuff like that. Okay. And I'm like, ah, like, and that's, you know, that's where it becomes, well, now people don't care about it. Like, people have yeah. an attitude about it. It's like, oh. Yeah. Is that, do they have anything similar like that in the indies? Um, not so much these days. Okay. Just, but when I was coming up, yeah. Yep. Really? So, uh, your promotions, any notable names that would, uh, handle court? Um... I don't want to give that away over the air. Uh, okay. Because I would then have to uh, go into stories of things and they might not paint people in the best light. We don't even need to go into stories, but just people who in charge and, you know, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess here's the best way I can put it. Like, especially okay. when I was first starting around, 02 is when I started yep. training. 03 is when I started being on shows. Yep. And, yeah, you'd go into certain locker rooms that were... It's interesting, actually, in hindsight. <laughs> uh, what? Nah, I'm, I'm, it's hilarious, but continue. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, so certain locker rooms that had older guys in it, they were, you yep. know, more veterans of, of the indie game. Yes. Um, yeah, those are the sorts of locker rooms that would have court and stuff like that. It would be the older guys that would be overseeing it, and a lot of times would be an excuse to beat up younger guys. <laughs> Okay. For like things that like you shouldn't have to get beat up for. Like, okay. oh, you didn't like shake so and so's hand when you came into the building? That's okay. it. Like, you need to be held down and chopped 20 times. Okay. And it's like, maybe they didn't know so and so was in the building. Maybe they okay. don't know who so and so is. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, things like that. And, okay. uh, and that's why I didn't want to name names. And like, oh, it. it, it in today's society it might paint them in a negative light I'm like at the time it was just a more common and understood accepted thing and there were I got you but, but yeah but I'm like yeah it's just very different and I'm like unfortunately a lot of it does get misused okay alright okay um so uh yeah um uh, any other news in AEW uh no the Sammy Andrade stuff is the big news um right. I think, and uh, I don't know this for a fact, but I think Jade Cargill might have lost her belt. Okay. But I haven't watched Rampage yet. Okay. But uh, I saw a headline that said Jade Cargill screwed. Okay. And uh, so I was like, oh, geez. I'm like, I feel like that would have been a mistake to take that off of her. Okay. Um, to me, she is the biggest female star in AEW. Yep. Um, now that, uh, well, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, what? Um, uh, Moon. Yeah, what's they got Paige now. Yeah, Paige. But I was going to say uh, Moon. Um, oh, Amber Moon. Amber Moon. Yeah, yeah. She, she ain't up there now? She's there, but like, I don't know. They don't really use her that well. And Swole's gone, right? Oh, yeah. She's been gone for a minute. I'm surprised um, WWE hasn't picked her up. Too green? She's got an attitude problem. Okay. And, okay. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. That's not fair. I'm like, I don't know her. Um, 
but you know reportedly she has an attitude problem going okay. public with that stuff on Twitter between her and Tony Khan that wasn't a good look for either of them right but Tony Khan's not looking for a job right um, okay. Swole had a bad thing with Tessa Blanchard which most likely Tessa Blanchard's fault. yeah like 99% uh, was in the wrong yeah yeah um, but it doesn't help like if you don't have a great reputation already and now you're like having problems with someone else who has a bad reputation and you, okay. just, you just you end up getting lumped in with that yeah but, but I think if you're in a professional like a well oiled machine like the WWE brand I think they can like fix that you know what I mean I don't disagree <clears throat> but uh, I don't think they're they're interested they do now they okay okay all right. Um, so I guess uh, next pay per views we have Halloween Havoc uh, is coming up, and you also have uh, your in ring return uh, for October twenty eighth for yeah. Uh, NCW. Yeah. Uh, Dedham. Yeah. Uh, is this a Saturday? Friday. Friday. Okay. Friday night, seven o'clock. Yeah. All right, um, and this is off the yeah yeah L to um the champion Shannon Thomas. So, are you looking for a retribution? Well, I, I should say, is Osiris looking for retribution, or is he uh, in a new new program? Do you, or is it too early to know what what's going down? I mean, Osiris right now is trying to figure out what is his what is his <laughs> motivation at NCW. Um, you know, he, he wants that title, um, but he understands he lost fair and square. So he's yep. got to, he's got to build himself back up to get, get another title shot. Yeah. Uh, okay. 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 But, uh, but actually has a... I'll break some news here. Yep. Um, speaking of title shots, um, break news. Osiris has signed on officially, uh, to <clears throat> wrestle at vacation land pro wrestling. Uh, in Fairfield, Maine on uh, November 12th for their big um, two-year anniversary show. Nice. Osiris makes his debut in the main event for the heavyweight championship against hard-hitting Bobby Ocean. Nice. Uh, I feel like that name Bobby Ocean I've heard before. Oh, no doubt. Um, In New England, he's uh, considered kind of a big deal. Okay. And um, I've been confused with him on a few occasions. So you never wrestled him uh, before? Never in a singles match. And okay. honestly, I don't think he and I have ever touched each other. Okay. Uh, we were involved in a tag match, uh, but we didn't actually wrestle each other. Okay. Um, so this will be a first time match. It's a Dope. huge match. Dope. Um, and uh, I wish John Cena's dad was going to be there. Dope. Because uh, he can't tell the difference between me and Bobby Ocean. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, and do you have an opponent for uh, the 28th as well? Not announced yet. Okay. Um, right. In fact, I've got a bone to pick with NCW. Well, Osiris has a bone to pick with NCW. Yeah. Because um, NCW has announced the show. They've announced the match card. Osiris's name is not on it. So Osiris feels like he's being slighted. So does that mean you, <laughs> he's gonna wrestle then, or like is oh, that at gonna, least guaranteed? It's guaranteed that Osiris will knock some skulls off their heads. Whether okay, sanctioned or not, Osiris is showing up to chew gum and to kick butt 
and he's okay. all out of bubble gum. Okay. All right, cool. Well, uh, definitely looking forward uh, to that. And uh, yeah, um, what's on today's uh, water jug? Today's water jug is a little bit of a, uh, what you call it, a throwback? Yeah, I, I'm going to call it a, a throwback of sorts. Um, today's water jug is today is a good day to have a good day. All right. Well, we are on the weekend of the holiday, so hopefully everybody can enjoy their days off uh, and uh, get ready for the grind on Tuesday. Indeed, indeed. And for all of you in the retail world like myself, no days off for us. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> all good, though. All good. We, we do what we can. And uh, yes. I got to double check, but I think I get time and a half tomorrow. So that'll be Dope. that'll be nice. Yeah. That's the uh, the only good thing, I guess. You know, even though we don't day off, we, we get paid a little extra to work it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to take us out. Yeah. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> and uh, as we said, today is a good day to have a good day. Yep. Uh, for those of you in New England, you'll understand that it is beautiful fall weather right now. Finally. Yeah, not too hot, not too cold yet. Nope, hoodie weather. Yeah, exactly. So we're right in that nice little sweet spot. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, so everybody uh, enjoying the weather out there. Hope you all have a great day, a great week, great month, even a great year. And uh, yeah, y'all could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here. You're listening to us, and we appreciate that. So as always, peace, chicken grease. We'll holla at you later. One, two, three.